The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, conversing with him. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell prostrate and were very much afraid. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and do not be afraid. And when the disciples raised their eyes, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, Do not tell the vision to anyone until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. You may have heard uh, through social media or other means that uh, this week we are um, we're observing Safe Haven Sunday throughout the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Uh, and so to give a, a little snapshot of a starting point of what that means, I uh, would like to read a letter from Bishop Duca for the parishioners of our diocese. He says, Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, This Sunday, Sunday, I have asked all the parishes of the diocese to consider a dangerous evil in our midst, the evil of pornography. In response to this threat, our diocese is implementing a long-term plan to provide education and resources to individuals, parents, and clergy. This plan is intended as a call to action to counteract the threat of pornography, to promote sexual healing for those caught in its web, and to foster a theology of culture and a theology and culture of healthy and holy sexuality. The Catholic family is described as the domestic church, since it is the first proclaimer of the gospel and the first school of Christian life. Therefore, the first goal of this diocesan anti-pornography plan is to equip parents to help their children cope with an over-sexualized culture. To meet this goal, we have designated this second Sunday of Lent as Safe Haven Sunday. This weekend, I am asking every parish in the diocese to help raise awareness of the dangers of pornography and provide parents with tangible resources for making their homes a, a safe haven for their families. One of the reasons I have asked pastors, one of the resources I have asked pastors to make available to their parishioners is a booklet entitled Equipped, Smart Catholic Parenting in a Sexualized Culture. These booklets are intended to equip parents with the tools they need to both protect their children from exposure to pornography and to communicate with their children about how to deal with the images and distorted messages they may have already encountered. This is a difficult reality to speak about, and be aware that it is difficult for your priests and deacons to speak to you today. But the first step in confronting this evil in our society is to bring it into the light, 
so that together we can identify out loud this threat to our families and develop strategies to confront its devastating effect in our lives. With God's help, let us make our homes safe havens where we can protect our children from harmful images and ideas, inform them with a Catholic understanding of human sexuality that is healthy, loving, fruitful, and joyful as God intended. May God bring success to this good work for ourselves and for our children. Michael Duca, Bishop of Baton Rouge. Sometimes we think that pornography is not um, such a major issue. We've got more important things, coronavirus, and insert whatever random things you might be concerned about in your life. But I just want to, to give a, a few numbers that help give uh, some ideas of what it is we're fighting against. And certainly if you want to look there, are even more scary ones than these. 11, the age of first exposure to pornography is the average age. So most children by age 11 have encountered pornography at least, at least once. And that number is dropping as technology becomes more prevalent among our youth. 25 is the percentage of search queries on the internet that are pornography related. So one out of four search terms, search queries on Google or Bing or whatever search engine we may happen to use one out of four across the United States is looking for pornography. 70% the percentage of children who have viewed pornography accidentally online. 70%. 75% of parents said their children had not seen pornography before. Those children, 53% of them said they had. 300 it's a percentage increase of divorce rate among families, among married couples, when one party regularly views pornography. 100 million, the number of daily views to the Internet's largest pornography provider. 100 million. And that's one website. There are millions upon millions of others being accessed. So if we think well, there's no major problem, we're ostriches with our head in the sand. The bishops of the church know this. Our own bishops in the, in, in, in the United States wrote a pastoral letter addressing the reality of pornography and how to combat it within family life. They issued a document in 2016 called Create in Me a Clean Heart. would encourage everyone to be able to go and have recourse to reading it. It's a wonderful document and a great encouragement to us in our culture. But it's not just about knowing numbers and reading the right document. It's about being who Christ has called us to be. And this is how we fight the reality of pornography in our culture, is being who we are called to be. In our first reading today in the book of Genesis, Abram is called to be a blessing to the nations. He is called to be one through whom the world experiences blessing. And certainly he is, because ultimately it is through him and generation after generation after generation that we find the gift of the Christ. And Christ indeed brings blessing upon all nations. Universal salvation, not universal salvation, the universal giving forth of grace. The call to salvation is open up to every single person. But we are like Abram in a sense. That we too are called to be blessings to the nations. 
All through the gospel, Jesus uses various terms to describe the body of Christ, the church of which we are members. We are light to the world. We are salt to the earth. We are leaven to society. We are seed planted in the fields that become fruitful. All of these things are, are ways in which we as individuals, as small pieces of a much larger, a much larger terrain, become powerful instruments of change. And we are called to be this as Christians, as Catholics, that this is our mission, the mission of the lay faithful. Your job is to be able to transform the world. That's your fundamental call from God, to be light to the nations, much like Abram was a source of blessing to them. We do this by allowing God's life to, to actually take root in us, to change us. And this is what St. Paul is writing to Timothy today. He says, God saved us and called us to be holy. God saved us and called us to be holy. He continues on and he talks about this reality that God didn't, God didn't send. God, it's not as if Adam and Eve sinning was a surprise to God that he had to make up plan B to kind of figure out how to, make it, how to make the rest of it work. It's not as if God made Adam and Eve and he comes back a week later and is like, you sinned? Really? Huh. Didn't see that one coming. No. The Lord knew exactly what was going to take place. He, and from the beginning, the Lord had stored up and had intended, because he knew we would fall, the Lord had stored up from the beginning the gift of a Savior, the Son who would be sent for us, the Son who would take on our flesh to redeem us. And so Christ comes to us, and we have the gift of the sacraments of the church. We have the gift of the sacramentals of the church. We have the gift of, praise, of, 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 of prayer, of entering into the life of God, because God dwells in us by virtue of our baptism. We are heirs of heaven because we are children of God. We belong as part of the family of God now. God has called us to enter into his life so that we can be a blessing to the nations. And how is it that we, that we really try to live best, the, the, the living forth of our faith? How is it that we best become holy? The Father himself tells us today, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. So many voices in the world around us tell us things that we ought to be doing or ought not to be doing and all this kind of thing. And so we get lots of feedback from the world around us of how we should be living our lives. But do we listen to the voice of Jesus Christ when we take all these things into account? Because that's the most important voice. The voice of Christ. The Lord who speaks to us in his written word. In his sacrament, in our prayer, the Lord speaks. And it's we who are called to listen that we might be able to live this life of holiness to which we are called. In order to be a blessing to the nations, you have to be first be a blessing in yourself and to your house. Anybody that's ever ridden on an airplane knows that they have the wonderful feature as they're announcing all the protocols when everything gets really terrible. They're telling you how to do it peacefully and prayerfully, right? And one of the things is to say, if the cabin loses pressure, air mass, oxygen mass will drop down from above. Secure your mask first before putting a mask on your children, which every parent goes, uh, what? That sounds crazy. Save myself first. But the simple reality is if you don't save yourself first, you might pass out and then your child doesn't have anybody to help them, right? And so that's what the thing is, is, is take care of yourself so that you can be of service to others. And so first things first, if there's anyone here who is struggling personally with the reality of pornography, 
Seek help. Because you can't fully be as much a blessing to others as, as the Lord desires you to if you are still caught in the net yourself. And so that's what Bishop Duca invites us, this reality of individuals, of parents, and of clergy being able to address holistically this reality. Every year, the priests of the diocese, we take a few days to go uh, for formation, continued formation, to learn how to be better priests, to continue to, to engage the things that are happening in the culture around us and to respond. We spent, um, we spent four days back in January uh, for our clergy formation, and three of those days were spent discussing this exact topic, pornography, hearing the numbers, hearing the reality of how it affects individuals, families, cultures, entire communities, the reality of how, of how it affects the soul, but also the reality of how healing is possible. So if there's anyone here who's struggling in any way whatsoever with the reality of pornography, feel free to come talk to me. There's no judgment, there's no shame, there's no nothing. As Bishop Duca says, to rehon to reality, we need to bring it to the light. And oftentimes these things, because the shame that's often involved, so easily are kept in the darkness, even in the confessional. Sometimes even the confessional, people are tempted not to say it because they don't want to, you don't want to have to say that thing, you know. You don't have to say those words to the priest, you know. And there's this reality that the devil loves to kind of keep a little dark corner somewhere in the quiet of our heart where we can keep those, those hidden things. So we can bring, Father, mostly a good confession, but we're not going to talk about that spot there. Right? And so to bring it into the light, if this is an issue for you, bring it to the light. Let the light sanitize the lust of the heart. To bring it into light is to cast out the darkness by the grace of Jesus. And secondly, especially for, basically for any of you, because pretty much all of you adults, you are parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, godparents, nanny, aunt, uncle. You are somebody to somebody's child. And the reality is that our bishop is calling us to make our homes, even if it's only short times that we see the children, to make our homes places of safety. To ensure that, that the technology, especially in our homes, is not a place that might be a cause of sin and of scandal, but rather of peace. Part of the resources that Bishop Duca indicated is uh, this book called Equipped. So it's a little booklet, not too thick, but it's got some great content. We've got one of these for every family in the, every family in the parish. And if you want extras, we can, we can probably get you more pretty easily. And it's all available online, too, if you want to use it for Kindle or whatever, whatever electronic e-book, e-book reader. Um, we have these available for you. Other things that were given to us uh, at our conference, our clergy formation days, uh, are some other resources that if you're interested in, I'm going to have these sitting up here on the podium. So if you're interested after Mass, you want to come look and, and see what they are, you're welcome to. If you want to kind of page through it and see what it looks like, you're welcome to do so. There's one called Wonderfully Made on the reality of, um, the reality of basically where do babies come from. Uh, good pictures, bad pictures, and there's a smaller version of this, a junior version of this for younger children. And if you've got older children, teenage-type children, there's this wonderful little book that you can just set in the bathroom so they can read occasionally, Plunging Pornography, uh, basically potty talk uh, about serious issues. Um, and so these are, these are things that are available, um, that are available out there, and, and certainly more resources are available online. The diocese, as part of Safe Haven Sunday, is also coupled uh, with Covenant Eyes, an internet, uh, internet filtering service, uh, to help provide resources in the form of videos and blogs and all kinds of other things to be able to put resources in your hands as much as humanly possible. 
It's on the top of our parish website. So if you go to goodsaintanne.com, there's a big picture that says Safe Haven Sunday. And right under it, there's a little button that says click here or something to that effect. And it gives a whole page. It's got a video to talk about Safe Haven Sunday. It's got the website with all the resources and blog, blogs and videos and all kinds of extra things. And there's, we have a list, I have, I have links to these books online, so you can go just buy the books directly from, from the parish website effectively. Uh, just tons and tons and tons and tons of resources. And we're trying to make it as much as, as easily available to you and as abundantly available to you as possible because this is serious stuff. Um, it's not something we talk about often. And as the bishop said, and it's not your priest's favorite topic to talk about from the pulpit. Um, but it's a reality that, that does need to be addressed in our world. And I would encourage, especially parents and, and you know, caretakers, if you have control over your child's technology, please exercise that control. There are these wonderful things called restrictions and time filters. And, and, and basically, you can make it where your child can't download apps without your approval. You can cut time limits to their, uh, to their devices. You can re- put restrictions on what they can view or not view. You can basically do whatever you want to their device. And you have a passcode that you know, obviously don't share it with them, uh, that helps make all of these things a reality so that we can indeed make our homes safe havens. And if you're not super tech savvy, you can also still call me because I'm more than happy to walk with you and find out anything necessary to help you to make your home a safe haven. So I'm not super tech savvy, but I'm dangerous enough to help. <laughs> um, but basically, again, I would encourage everybody to pick up one of the books on the way, back, on the way out. Um, avail yourself of these resources. Because if we don't talk about it with our kids... You know where they're going to find the answers? The internet. When polled, 53% of teenagers who viewed pornography said they found the pornography because they were looking for answers about sex because their parents didn't talk to them about it and they didn't get a sex education in their schooling. So because nobody talked about it, the internet led them. And when the internet... When you start pulling up what is, what is sex about, what is, you know, these kinds of questions that can arise in, in our teens' hearts and our minds, the simple reality is the internet is not the best place for them to figure it out. It's you, your parents, the family, a safe place, a safe haven for them to be able to learn about these things. Because sexuality is not something to be shameful about. It's not something to be feared. Again, God put it in us. We are sexual beings by our very nature. It's to recognize us and to ensure that we treat our sexuality in a healthy way and in a holy way that ultimately will help us to, uh, to make our, our family a safe haven, our entire parish, our community a safe haven where sin doesn't have a chance because the grace of God is so abundantly poured out into our hearts. And so we ask our blessed Lord to be with us and to help us to respond to that grace, to help us this week, especially to listen to his voice and prompting us to be able to have these conversations, to be able to, uh, to go in this direction and to be able to rejoice in the goodness of God and the blessing as he wants us to experience his blessings first, that we might indeed be a blessing to the nations.